Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Hi, I'm Linda Miller. I'm a certified ergonomist and occupational therapist and president of EWI Works in Edmonton. With green buildings, there's a real push towards having access to natural daylight. And in many of the buildings, you'll see floor to ceiling windows, and there's lots of beautiful daylight views. But in those buildings, we're still working with computers. And it's very hard for the eyes to adapt back and forth. And so the muscles are constantly working to make that adaptation between the differences in light level. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. Now in a lot of the green offices, we have low partition heights. We have a very different type of lighting system, which is LED lighting. And because of the large screens, we're actually starting to look a little bit upwards. And so having that access to all that additional lighting is actually quite challenging for the eyes. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marvin Polis. For this episode, I have a returning guest, and I'm actually joining her at her office location. I have Linda Miller. She's a certified ergonomist and occupational therapist. Now, last time we met, we were actually on a job site, and we were working together on a project for one of our clients. This time, as I mentioned, I'm in her office, which is a fitting location because we're here to talk about office lighting. And, you know, it's really something that we maybe are not thinking about as carefully as we should when green buildings are designed. Linda, what's the issue? Well, with green buildings, there's a real push towards having access to natural daylight. And in many of the buildings, you'll see floor to ceiling windows, and there's lots of beautiful daylight views. But in those buildings, we're still working with computers, and that can be very challenging when you're overlit in an environment. Okay, well, what do you mean then by overlighting? Well, having the light levels too high or even facing a window where you're getting direct glare or reflected glare off the screen itself, but having that excessive lighting can be actually hard on the eyes, especially when you're trying to compensate to read the computer. Are you saying then that kind of in the old days that uh, offices didn't have a lot of natural sunlight and we really depended more on the artificial light and there was more control? Well, there's a couple of these issues that actually pop up here is that it's not just the fact that we didn't have as much sunlight access. We actually had quite a bit, but we were controlling the ambient light and the sunlight, and we had a lot more closed offices. Now in a lot of the green offices, we have low partition heights. We have a very different type of lighting system, which is LED lighting. And because of the large screens, we're actually starting to look a little bit upwards. And so having that access to all that additional lighting is actually quite challenging for the eyes. Okay, so help me understand this a little bit. Let's say I'm sitting at my desk and my desk is actually facing the window. So I'm kind of looking into the window and I'm also looking into the computer screen at the same time. And are you saying that this can cause an issue? Yeah, it can actually create significant issues because the eyes are constantly adapting to different light levels. And so it can be very challenging. It can be very high light levels that you're looking at into the outside window. And yet we think we have brightness on the screen, but it is different. It's very different quality. Okay, so the light on my screen, you're saying, is not as bright as the daylight. So my eyes are having difficulty adjusting back and forth? Yeah, it's not. It's a different type of light as well. It's a different type of um, backlit lighting, and it's very hard for the eyes to adapt back and forth. And so the muscles are constantly working to make that adaptation between the differences in light level. 
Okay, understood. Now, by the same token, I don't want to turn my desk around so that my back is to the window because then I guess I would be getting glare on my screen from the window. Is that the case? Yeah, if you don't have blinds and you have that reflected glare onto the screen, you're going to actually adapt to the fact that you have that reflection. And so again, the eyes are going to have to work much harder and it can be very difficult. Right then, devil's advocate here. If I have blinds, am I not defeating the whole purpose? Yes, but I, it's interesting because uh, a number of buildings, they have these beautiful windows and they have um, access to natural daylight. They actually have perforated blinds, but they're still getting too much overexposure. So you actually see people putting up manila envelopes to help block the sunlight because it's so excessive. And I guess to some extent it depends on the lighting conditions on any given day, whether the conditions are overcast versus direct sunlight. Absolutely, and it's also time of year, so where the sun actually sits in the sky as well. So it can be very bright if you're in an east-facing window early in the morning, especially if it's in the fall. It can actually be quite hard on the eyes. Exactly. We do live and work here in the, uh, the northern hemisphere. So in the wintertime, the sun is very low on the horizon in the south. So if you have a south-facing building, this can cause additional problems, right? Oh, yeah, definitely can. And then, you know, I think it's always, we like to have access to natural daylight. So I don't advocate us actually shutting all the windows and not having that access. It's actually quite critical. It's the balance. Linda, so obviously the direction of the monitors and the direction of the sunlight hitting the monitors then is a really an important point. What about the height of the monitors? Well, that's interesting because we're in offices quite consistently now where people have their monitors really high. And so when your monitor's higher than above eye level in terms of the top of the screen, you actually are now seeing the fixture of the lighting. So it actually creates more issue for the eyes as well. So height of the monitor is critical that it's not placed too high or too low. What is the solution then? So what do we need to take into consideration when these buildings are being designed? Well, the orientation of the computer is very critical. Also, the placement in relation to the windows. A lot of buildings now are actually looking at putting an aisleway between the workstation and the actual windows themselves so that you actually have some distance from the, the windows. And then also making sure that you're looking at the lighting layout so you're not getting overlit environments from the ambient artificial light as well. It seems to me that some careful attention to the design on the exterior of the building might be appropriate as well. Again, depending on the direction of the building and what hemisphere you happen to be in, that maybe awnings would be appropriate too. They can be, definitely, and it just depends on the nature of the building design, so it's quite critical. Now, Linda, in the business that I'm in, I've been in a lot of editing suites, and in these sorts of locations, there isn't any natural light at all many times. There's a little bit, you know, kind of low level of artificial light, but really you have all of these, these big screens throughout the room. Is this a healthy thing? Well, it can be actually still quite hard on the eyes, especially if you're still looking at some paperwork. So we want to still balance that you have enough light to actually do paperwork with actually viewing screens. And when we're in really dark environments, it can create a lot of issues for the eyes as well with adaptation. Okay, Linda, so just how much artificial light is the right amount of artificial light? Well, this is always a really interesting debate because a lot of the um, work environments that we're going into are going paperless. And so people are using more screens and less paperwork, yet they want to have it much darker, or that's the perception they want to have it darker, but having it too dark actually creates a lot of issues for the eyes as well. So it's still getting that balance, not overlit, but also not to work in a completely dark environment either. 
So to get this right, do employees and designers really need to work together at the time that the buildings are being designed? Absolutely. It's so critical that the designers are really understanding what's being taken on as tasks. Most environments will have majority, will, if it's an office space, will have a lot of computer work. So that has to be factored in those design of spaces. And what's the benefit at the end of the day? We have people that are more productive. They're not reporting eye strain or headaches, and they're able to actually effectively do their work. Well said. Well, thank you for having me at your office today, Linda. Where can our listeners learn more about you? You can always give us a call at EWI Works. We have a website, and we are here in Edmonton and Calgary, and certainly feel like you can reach out and contact us. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Before we sign off, I'd like to mention some other news. My team is piloting a new service to help municipalities, corporations, and associations crowdsource solutions to their business and industrial problems. So if you have a problem looking for a solution, you may want to shout it out at shoutmyproblem.com. As for the podcast, be sure to join us next time. And a reminder that you can subscribe to us for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone, and stay safe.